This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. This is MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. I'm Anthony Castrovent. Thanks for tuning in. The Royals are 14 and 10 since the break and just kind of plodding along, waiting for their coronation, frankly, in the AL Central. They're just running away with that division. We're going to bring in uh, Jeffrey Flanagan to talk about what's going on with the Royals this past week and kind of looking ahead. Jeffrey, uh, I guess the big news is the batting order change uh, Ned Yost made with Ben Zobris now aboard. And uh, he goes to the number two spot. Mike Moustakas, of course, has been in the number two spot all year. And really lasted at number two a lot longer than, than anybody could have anticipated when the move was first made. But uh, uh, with Moose now at six and Zobers to two, what, what's sort of behind that move? Yeah, I think uh, Ned said that when, when they got Zobers that even though he put him in the six spot originally, he really viewed him as a number two hitter, uh, likes to have a switch hitter up there, a guy who's got a, a pretty good on-base percentage. And, uh, and Moose, you know, he... You wonder a little bit if they're if he's upsetting the apple cart here a little bit because Moose's career turned around uh, coincidentally when he went into the number two spot. So it, it, it might be kind of a gamble, but um, you know that's just the way. And Ned's not a guy who's really big on tinkering with the order, but I think he's pretty well set uh, right now on, on having Zobers hit second. Although uh, there was a game in there uh, after he made the decision that that Moose batted second anyway because Zobers got a day off. But I think. Going forward, you're going, to, you're going to probably see him in there. And he, he loves it. Like I said, he likes that, the fact that the, you have a switch hitter in the number two spot, another one in the number five spot. So it gives him a, a lot of versatility in the lineup. They have to be pleased with the power uh, Zobris has brought to the table here early on. A few homers already uh, in his first handful of games with this club. And, and, and Zobris, he had a slow start to the season with a knee issue and then coming back from that pretty quickly. And uh, but, but it seems like he's really settled into his season at this point. Yeah, and and he got a really a big base hit yesterday uh, that put them up four to three. Uh, a 0-2 pitch, he kind of stayed with it, uh, and those are the type of a bats that, that Ned and Dayton just love seeing um, from a, from a veteran like that. And early on in Toronto, of course, you know he got a homer from both sides of the plate in the same game, uh, so he's got that kind of pop. Uh, but he just gives him a nice veteran uh, plate appearance every time he gets up there, and uh, that's that's really a, a key for Ned and. and like I said, going forward, um, having that uh, versatility in the lineup is just going to be huge. How about the way Chris Medlin stepped up Sunday? Uh, three and two-thirds, hmm. endless, scoreless innings. We've talked so much about it just seems like everything uh, Dayton Moore touched this winter. I guess I guess with the exception of Alex Rios, and we'll get into him in a minute, but um, yeah. you know, everything he touched turned to gold. And, and here's Medlin, two-year contract, uh, you know, hoping for a bounce back off of the surgery. And um, – you know, I don't know where he fits into the big picture here as far as October is concerned, but, boy, that was a really uh, really encouraging display there. Yeah, I mean, how much depth can you really have? I mean, and he just, he just keeps, 
you know, reaching in the cookie jar and pulling out somebody else. And, and the really impressive thing about Medlin yesterday is he hadn't pitched. That was only his third appearance in 16 days, so you would think he'd be rusty. And he was absolutely not rusty. I mean, he came in and retired every hitter but one, and the one batter that reached uh, with a walk he picked off. So uh, just a phenomenal effort. And, and really the reason they came back to win yesterday was <clears throat> was because of him. And going forward, I mean, they stretched him out to a little over 50 pitches yesterday. Uh, he's been up to 90 pitches in his rehab. His last rehab start at Northwest Arkansas was, I think, 92 pitches. So, you know, a lot of fans are already clamoring for him to jump into that number five spot to replace Guthrie. And, and that may happen down the road. You never know. Uh, but right now he's, uh, he hasn't been stretched out beyond 50 since he's been a reliever here. So um, you might see a little bit more of that. But it's just been hard for Ned to get innings for these guys because he's already got his power five in the bullpen. Uh, generally speaking, they're, they're – Pitchers don't, uh, you know, have bad outings. They only go two or three innings, so he hasn't had to use Medlin or, or Chris Young. Uh, but he's, he's trying desperately to find spots where he can keep those guys sharp, and, and that's been the biggest challenge for him so far. He's just got so many good arms down there, and, and we saw another one yesterday with Medlin. So definitely next year he's going to be a, a factor in spring training for the rotation. Uh, he may or may not, uh, depending on how Guthrie does down the stretch here, he may be a candidate for the fifth spot here if they get him stretched out. Yeah, it seems like, and and Ned seemed pretty adamant about Guthrie staying in the rotation after uh, another rough outing the weekend. But, but it almost feels like it's, it's kind of a start-by-start evaluation, or at least it seems like we're getting to that point with him. So, uh, how do you view yeah, that situation? I think, I think so, uh, although you, you said that before Guthrie's last start, and Guthrie's last start was not a good one. Um, again, he gave up six runs. He's got an ERA that's pushing six now. I think it's 5.84. Um, but, you know, they, they keep winning, and he points to uh, Hutchison with Toronto, I think is 10-2, and two, and he has a pretty unsightly ERA, too. And uh, those guys get a ton of run support usually, and, and Jeremy's been getting the run support again this season. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those issues where it's a hot topic among fans. You know, they'd like to see a, a better alternative at the number five spot. Um, but then again, going forward, you know, do you really need a number five starter when it comes to October? Probably not. Um, and if, if all you're doing is complaining about your number five starter or your number <laughs> nine hitter, which is Omar Infante, you've got a pretty good ball club. Absolutely. Well, I know another hot topic among fans right now is Alex Rios, who I mentioned earlier. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, of course, had the hand injury uh, earlier this season and, and was off to such a great start before that. Just hasn't really uh, caught fire at any point since then. Uh, I know he scored the winning run on Sunday, but just in general, uh, there's is there any scenario where, where Dyson pushes him for playing time here uh, down the stretch, or how's that situation going to play out in your mind? Well, you know, he did actually have a pretty good July. Uh, you know, he didn't put up great power numbers or anything like that. Right. Uh, he started to hit the ball pretty well in July, and then he got cold again. Um, saw the ball pretty well yesterday. He had two hits, um, including a nice double, and um, made a great read to, to score the winning run on, on a, kind of a squibber off the bat of Infante, and uh, showed that he still has some legs left. Um, so, you know, Ned's a, a patient guy, with, especially with his veteran guys. He, you know, he's not likely to yank him unless, you know, Reels just hit so poorly that he'd have to. And that, I'm talking about one for 40 or something like that. Um, you know, the bigger issue, not necessarily is Dyson, though he's a nice alternative, um, is, you know, everybody thinks that when when Alex Gordon comes back, that Zobris is going to be an everyday guy at a certain position. We've talked about that last week, yeah. but, uh, you know, 
the natural inclination to say, well, he, he's going to go into right field, replace Rios. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, now, Ned could change his mind, but as it stands now, Silvers, when, when Gordon's healthy, and that's probably going to be late August, early September, he probably comes in and, um, you know, spot starts all around the field, you know, left field, right field, second base, third base, maybe even a spot start at short, uh, just to get him in the lineup five or six times a week. And uh, I, I don't necessarily, he's, Ned has been adamant that he's not going to be a replacement full-time replacement for somebody. Um, so we'll just see how that plays out. You know, I mean, he, he, he wants to play Zobras. He's a good player, uh, and he's a good guy, a good spot in the lineup at number two. So uh, we'll just see where he fits in. Well, that's, that's the big uh, key to his value is just his ability to plug in so many places. Yep. So, yeah, you're almost better doing that than, than locking him in any one spot uh, if he's willing to do it, which he, he always has been in the past. Um, what, what is just the... Uh, What's just the attitude? I mean, I can guess what the mood is, but what's just the attitude here as we are in the, uh, I don't know if you can call it the home stretch yet, but we're in the last eight weeks or so of the season, and um, the Central does feel like such a foregone conclusion for these guys. So what, what is the focus here down the stretch for this club? I guess what's the, the biggest lingering question here in these last couple of months? Yeah, it's kind of the question we all ask ourselves because they've never been in this position before. They've always <laughs> been on the hunt, and you know now they're sort of, sort of being hunted, although – they're the only team in the Central now with a winning record. So yeah, it does seem like a foregone conclusion, but they don't want to be that one team that, you know, coughs up an 11-and-a-half game lead with 50 games to go. So I think they'll be motivated to, to close this out as early as they can. Um, and Ned even brought that up for the first time yesterday in the postgame, that you know the focus is to try to close it out quickly. I've never heard him say that quite yet. Because there's still 50 games left, and he's already talking about clinching the division. So... Uh, but after that, you know, uh, the focus is definitely going to be having the best record in the American League because they want to have home field advantage. And that, I think that's going to be key because of the way they've played at New York, at Toronto, at Houston. They've, they've played poorly on the road in those places. So they definitely want to have home field advantage throughout. And that's going to be a motivating factor even after they, if they clinch the division early uh, because they, they just lost three out of four to Toronto. Toronto's a smoking hot team. Um, they got swept by the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Um, they did not play well at Houston. Um, so those are teams that they don't necessarily match up well with on the road in those stadiums. So I think they'll stay motivated to get the best record, and I don't think that's going to be a big issue uh, uh, that they'll just get you know lackadaisical down the stretch. All right, Jeffrey Flanagan is all over it for Royals.com and MLB.com. Thanks for joining us, Jeffrey, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 